welcome to the Fertility Conversations podcast. The goal of this podcast is to create more awareness about infertility and to provide support to people trying to conceive. Thank you for listening today, and we hope you will be encouraged. And now, here is your host, Ola. Welcome to episode 17. Uh, Today I have with me an amazing guest, Kezia Okafo. Kezia is an infertility counselor and coach, and she joins us all the way from the UK. She's very active on social media and can be reached on Instagram on at the infertility counselor. Her website is ziacounseling.co.uk. Her details would also be in the show notes. So welcome, Kezia, and thank you for joining us today. Ah, oh, thank you for having me. Yay. <laughs> so to start off, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, as you said, I'm an infertility counsellor and a fertility coach. I've been um, working as that now for about three years. I help women who are struggling with infertility to manage the emotional distress um, and the mindset and uh, the pressure, the overwhelm, all those really unmanageable feelings. And um, when we get those under control, um, we my aim is to really improve and boost their positivity, their confidence, mm-hmm. so that they can really improve their chances for a successful and healthy pregnancy. Um, and I work with women, whether they are trying naturally or if they're in um, assisted treatment. And I think it works really well because it's a holistic approach. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of information out there about do this, eat that, do that. But this is more about, you know, mind, body, and so and, and feeling good. Right. Yeah. And so you offer a lot of services for people. Uh, do you also uh, assist people maybe looking into egg, don- uh, egg donation? Yeah, you know, if they are in any kind of assisted treatment, I'm right. able to support them. My, my goal is to support you no matter what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And um, and I do that. I have a, a flexible approach, especially when it comes to counselling, because right. as we know, infertility treatment isn't a prescribed do yeah. this for six months and yeah. then you'll get a baby. Like there's no guarantees. Um, and so with the counselling service, it's really I support you as you want, when you want, however mm-hmm. you need um, throughout the entire process, should you need it. Um, because I think it's really needed and I think yeah. it's lacking. Yes, it um, is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of the, it, the things that I experience that lack of emotional support. So that's what I'm there for. The coaching is slightly different. It's mm-hmm. more directive because we really want to instill those, that self-support. Right. Um, real tools and practices that you can use to manage emotions and manage thoughts. Right. Um, and again, it's another important skill to have in life. Yes. And do you do that? So you, do you work with clinics or directly with the patients? So, yeah, I work directly with patients. So it's private practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it really helps. I mean, I think with the clinics, um, most of them do offer counselling. And I think that's, um, that's really important. But I, what I also know is that not everybody who is going through infertility is necessarily going down the IVF or the assisted treatment route. Right. There are lots of people out there who are struggling um, to conceive naturally. And so that's why I work privately, because it means I can work with anybody. 
Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And can you tell us a little bit about your infertility journey from the beginning until now and how you became a coach? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's a long journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, infertility, I didn't know what it was. Um, I started, I got married in 2010 and we naturally thought, let's have a baby. That's, that's yeah. the next thing. Um, it took at the time what I thought was a long time to conceive. It was a year. Um, but I started to really investigate then, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the ovulation sticks, you know, doing all that stuff and (laughs) feeling really quite in turmoil. Um, however, I did conceive naturally and I, and I have my son and he's now eight years old. Um, however, when he was two, um, we decided to try again for another child mm-hmm. um, and I was expecting from the first one it might take a little bit of time you know yeah. uh, however you know 18 months two years passed and I was like oh this isn't right mm-hmm. um, and so we went down the fertility treatment in the UK we have the NHS okay. um, so I was and under the NHS however the NHS because we already had a child um, were very limited in the uh, treatment that they would offer us oh. um, so I was given um, Clomid and fertility drugs that didn't work um, the next step was IVF but we would have had to have done it privately and we decided not to do that mm-hmm. and uh, so that sent me on a, a journey of yeah. uh, acupuncture nutritionist diets uh reflexology what else have i done i've done all kinds of stuff um and at the same time i decided to retrain as a counselor and art therapist um and during my training of three years i had therapy and that supported me throughout my fertility treatment and it was a real i wouldn't necessarily have thought about seeking out therapy Mm -hmm if it hadn't have been for my training, but it was just invaluable. I, you know, the things that I needed to just get off my chest, all the emotions and it was invaluable. Um, And then I came across much later mindset coaching and that took it to a different level where I was able to really think about my negative thoughts, my limiting beliefs and just Mm -hmm. change it. So we are technically infertile um but we with the mindset work I'm really in a place where I'm okay with no matter what happens um we have our son we are very happy and we are very hopeful that we will have more and so that's where I am at so I'm I'm not amen I'm I'm not currently in treatment I don't intend to be in any more treatment Mm -hmm. um I think that stage of my journey is over um and now I use what I know and what I've experienced to help other people wow that's amazing it is right because sometimes you think so your experience led you to what you're doing right now and helping other women um going through similar uh, experiences and I think it's important to like you noted that you wouldn't have realized that casting was good if you hadn't actually gone through that through your training because even for myself i had lots of uh treatment 
but there are so many times where you you know that you, you need to talk to someone and you might not be able to talk to your partner mm. uh, it might just be different you might just want an outlet you know someone that understands yes. just maybe scream at somebody maybe you know express the amount of stress you're under yes without having to deal with you know because sometimes your partner might be different right the person might not want to because they also have their own stress everyone is handling it differently so it's good to have an outlet like um counseling and i, and I hope i wish more people were aware of it and i think even for maybe yeah go ahead no i was gonna say i i agree i i wish more people were aware of it too yeah uh, and yeah. I, and i know it's even for example in the black community you know people don't want to talk about infertility and many times you just bottle up your emotions um have you come across a lot more have you had a lot more uh, more black patients that contacted you for counseling or no no i've had i have a few i have a few that um come to uh, that come to me for counseling and coaching um, but not not nearly as many contacted me as I might expect. Um, yeah. I think there is still lots of work to do mm-hmm. in reaching um, black women on a much more wide scale yeah. uh, level. Because I, I mean, and, and it's difficult because when I was going through it, I remember thinking, we're all the black women. You yeah, know, I can't exactly, be the right? only one. Yeah. Yeah, I can't be the only one, you know. And you realise that you, you're not, you, you know, but I think there's a real, like you said, taboo maybe. Yeah. Or, uh, like, I can't Stigma talk about this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, which I, di- I didn't really feel like I needed to have. Exactly. Um, yeah. And people tell you you're strong, right? You're supposed to be strong. And then, you know, so mm. if you're having certain feelings, you shouldn't, you should just get on with it. You shouldn't have to make it a big deal, right? So. Yeah, I think that is a real, um, a real, uh, yeah, a thing in our, in our culture, right? In the yeah. black culture that we're strong. And so we live by those words. And so we take everything on. But I think there is also knowing that there is strength in reaching out and saying, actually, I do need help. Mm -hmm. Actually, I do need, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. And I've, you know, I've been there, you know, be strong, you know, keep it in. Yeah. Um, And that worked to a certain degree. And then I got to a point where I was like, that's, that's not going to work for me right now. Actually, I do need to go and talk about this. And I Mm -hmm. I do need to um, open up and let people in. Um, it's not easy but I think the other thing is not always our family or friends might not understand exactly and so it's finding someone who does yeah so that's the other thing I learned is that you know family and friends are great yeah but there are sometimes like if they're not given the support that you need Mm -hmm. in the way that you need it yeah. then it's really important to go and find someone who who can. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. And I, I mean, we've already noted how hard it is for people in the black community to seek help. But also, I think sometimes I wonder if um, the fact that we're, we're told that we're expected to be um, blacks are people say that blacks are hyperfertile, which is not necessarily true, but um, you know, there's that expectation. And so if you feel like you're dealing with infertility in your mind, you think, well, something must be wrong, right? Because everybody else that looks like you seem to have it easy. And of course, if you're not seeing anyone else talk about it, then again, you're for the isolated. So do you think yeah. that this has also impact on people seeking counseling or seeking help? I do. I do. I think there is a real stereotype and we see it everywhere and we've all probably grown up with it, you know, yeah. black women and the absent black father, yeah. black women with multiple baby dads and yeah. all these children, like we, we see it. And I think we internalize that to mean that, well, then I must be able to. Exactly. Um, and I think when we are faced with a challenge of not being able to, it's a bit like, oh, well, yeah. what's wrong with me? And it becomes very personal. Okay. Um, and infertility is personal. It does feel like a personal attack. Um, and I think it keeps us in silence and shame um, yeah. when actually the truth is that we, it's not that we are hyperfertile. In fact, we are more likely to suffer from infertility and issues with our reproductive systems, things like fibroids, yeah. um, uh, PCOS, things like that, we are more likely to suffer um, and have issues with our periods. So it's it's still, you know, if we're not talking about periods mm -hmm. and what a healthy period is and should yeah. feel like, then we, we're gonna really struggle to talk about infertility. Um, exactly. and sex and everything that goes with it so I think there's a lot of education to be done as well on mm -hmm. that on all of that um and to really make it a bit more I don't know I think grounded in yeah. just like this is this is this is the realism of it this is exactly. our bodies this is how they work um this is what's right this is when it's not right so that mm -hmm. you can really identify where you fit and what's normal um, but if we don't even talk about it, you can't even really fit Address yourself it, yeah. in a category exactly. of normal or well, not. not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well said. And in your case, uh, and you know, of course, you have your lovely son, and you said that, you know, whatever happens, you're happy. Do you find that people don't seem to understand secondary infertility? Or maybe people feel, well, you have one then you know yeah at least you have one kind of thing like maybe yeah yeah and I and I get it you know especially if you are don't have any children and you're struggling it would it must seem like well you know you've got one be grateful um I am incredibly grateful for mm -hmm. all that I have um yet when I was in the deepest of my struggle uh, I just desperately wanted the family that I'd imagined. And I think most right. people imagine a family of two or three kids, you know. Mm. Um, I don't think I'm abnormal in that, I think, no. you know. Um, and so dreams are shattered. It doesn't matter when <laughs> it yeah. happens in yeah. almost. Um, you have to 
almost um, reorganize your your ideas of what your family or your future was going to be. Um, and that's where I found myself. So it's not that you're ungrateful. Mm-hmm. It's just that that dream of the family that you desire is harder to um, come to you than you thought it was going to be. And that's okay. It's okay to feel those things. Um, and actually, secondary infertility is, is, is quite common. Um, I think it's one in 10 couples um, wow. suffer from secondary infertility. So it's, it's um, and it's complicated by the fact that you do have a child and you are more exposed almost to the birthday parties, oh, yeah, the baby showers, <laughs> yes. the, uh, the soft plays and the play dates mm. yeah. and then nursery. It's almost like you can't get away from it. It's um, and and so it's almost amplified um, as much as you try and you know I think there's always that misunderstanding that you're not grateful when actually yeah. you are um, yeah. you are really grateful. No, that's that's amazing. I never actually thought about that. You know, with all the play dates and you being immersed in that all the time. Because for myself, I can easily just hide away and not have to go anywhere. Right, I don't have to hang out with any kids if I don't need to, right? So I can, I can shield myself. But of course, in your yes. case, you know, you're going to be exposed to it because you do have to take your son to those places and you have to deal yeah, with it. Yeah, and you have to deal with it and you have to face it. And it's, it, there were moments where it felt like it was always yeah. <laughs> in my face and always, there was always something to remind me of what, wasn't happening for me mm-hmm. um there was you know you can't not go to the birthday party of because course, you know yeah. that um it's not about me it's yeah. about you know him and you know you want him to make friends so you have yeah. to go and um it's a very strange situation mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say that but it is just like primary infertility, it is manageable. You can manage those emotions and you can get to a place where actually it's okay. Um, I can, I can handle pregnancy announcements or baby showers. You know, you can get to a point where all of those things become manageable. Great. And so what role did faith play? Because I know, like, you know, you noted that you, you, you're in a good place and, you, you know, whatever happens, you're good. So what role did faith play during the whole journey and even until now? Mm, good question. So I think I'm, I wouldn't call myself religious. I call mm-hmm. myself more spiritual. But um, in the beginning of my journey, it didn't play much didn't play much of a role. I remember just the feeling like well, life is unfair. This is all unfair. Um, very down on life I think not Mm -hmm. very um, hopeful Uh, and I think the mindset work really helped me to change that and to actually have restore faith in myself first Mm -hmm. first and foremost was to restore faith in myself that actually I'm a good person and infertility doesn't define me and um, I can help other people and to really find my faith in myself again. And then by finding faith in myself, I find faith in my body and what it's capable of. 
um, in the future and even now, you know. Um, and now the faith is in, there's a deep faith in me, in who I am, what I'm doing, and a deep faith in just life. Yeah. I, I don't know. And it's a really spiritual thing that like a, a deep knowing that life is always working for me. Wow. Um, and that if I look for it, even in the hardest moments, even in the suffering, mm-hmm. there is always something that is positive or that is working for me and pointing me in the right direction. So it's a real, I don't know if that really answers your question. No, it but does. That is actually a yeah. deep feeling of, yeah, of just faith in myself and in life. That's wonderful that everything is going to be okay. Yeah, I think I really, I really do believe that. I feel like, and I, I feel like that for all of my clients that I work with, that, you know, you are going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. I'm okay. Everything is going to be okay. Because to think the opposite, like everything, nothing's going to be okay. That's not a place I want to be in. I don't want to be yeah. in that place of that darkness there's nothing can grow there nothing can there's no possibilities there um there's no life can't work its wonders there's no miracles yeah and i feel like i'd rather believe in miracles and believe in life and trust in life um and so that but i couldn't have done that without doing the mindset work that mindset work for me was a huge shift to get me to a place where i was like life is amazing wow (laughs) (laughs) that's wonderful and so how do you say infertility changed you i mean of course i know you're now i mean you're now a fertility coach Mm. but apart from that how did infertility change you um i think it changed me i always knew there was something i even when i was really struggling with it i kept saying to my therapist there's a reason why I'm going through this. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know it then, but I just Mm. knew like there's a reason. And I had to kind of believe like, I'm not going through this just for going for its sake. Like there's a reason. And I, I eventually got to a point where I was like, okay, that reason is to help other people. Um, But even then it took me a long time to say, actually I can help other people. I was a Mm. bit like, Oh, no I don't know yeah you know it, it's taken me a long time to find that confidence mm-hmm. so I think infertility has changed me in the sense that it's really let me go deep into myself mm-hmm. and find myself again because I think before it I was lost for a while not even for a while for quite a long time right. I felt broken I felt lost um I felt like I just wasn't happy. I really wasn't happy. When I look back at, at it, I wasn't happy in my life. I was in a job that I didn't particularly like, um, working with people that were okay. Right. But there was nothing that was really lighting me up. And there was nothing that, you know, I was just kind of going through the motions of life. Right. And I feel like actually infertility has kind of allowed me to go wait hold on what is it that I do really want out of life if I'm not going to have a child or more children 
then what is it that I how is it that I want to be in this world and that's been huge for me to kind of go okay I want to help other people then yeah and just have a new direction mm-hmm. um so for me infertility has been just a blessing in disguise wow that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> and i think it's do you think that's easier to say in hindsight like when it's like now oh, yeah. or you know as opposed to- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah obviously in in the deepest of my struggles i could never have said it was a blessing right it didn't feel like a blessing it felt like the worst thing ever I felt like, why is this happening to me? Does this mean I'm a bad person? Am I not worthy? Like, what does this say about me? Yeah. You know, I was really in that real victim kind of like, oh my mm-hmm. God, why me? I could never yeah. have seen it then. And I think you have to come to a place where you kind of get out of it and you look back and then you can go, oh, okay. Right. I had to go through that to get here. I had to go through that suffering. Mm-hmm. And then therapy it was really interesting in my training. Um, you know, my, my, my lecturers and tutors would always talk about the hero's journey and that we, or, or the wounded healer's journey, sorry. And um, that we as therapists are, the, are those wounded healers that mm-hmm. we've been through things so that we can turn around and help others. And I always felt like, yeah, like, that's what this is about isn't it to help other people through their darkest moments but you have to go through your darkest moments in order to come into the light to help Mm -hmm. someone else through theirs wow that's amazing and i'm glad you're not on the other side helping us and everybody else to get through our journeys yeah 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 i i i hope so i i want to help as many as women as i possibly can yeah so how do you help people? How do you help women? Of course, I know you're a fertility coach, but what yeah. services do you offer? And so, yeah, yeah. Who can yeah. you help? Okay. So there's two services. I've, there's the counseling and then there's the coaching. The okay. counseling is like, is a very supportive? Um, really, I think it's really important that we, that women have that emotional support, that outlet to talk about, you know, the fears, the doubts, the worries, the challenges, mm-hmm. uh, the failures, um, all that stuff that you kind of carry around. And like you said at the beginning, like it can be hard to talk to your partner yeah. um, because they're doing that. They've got their own stuff. Um, and so it's really, I think it's a really important service to be able to offer women um, and like I said, it, it, it doesn't matter what, whether they're trying on their own or they're in um, assisted treatment. It's really, it's that support, that emotional support um, and to really be there. And yeah. like that little, I, sometimes I, I'm a cheerleader. I cheer you on and, <laughs> yeah. and keep you going. And other times I'm there, you know, oh, well, at the moment, because of COVID, um, metaphorically with the, with the tissues, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and just being that support in any way that I can Um, and really encouraging women to find ways to support themselves because you know an an hour with me a week or every two weeks 
is okay, but there's a lot of other hours um, and I'm really aware of that. So I, I like to help support them and find ways for them to support themselves too. The coaching is far more directive. It's uh, a three month, um, almost intensive um, program uh, where we work very deeply um, so I use my therapy skills, but also the mindset coaching. And we work very deeply to, um, first of all, uncover all the limiting beliefs, um, the negative thoughts, the fears, all those things that are, are, you know, playing those stories that are playing out about what can happen, what is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, we really look to uncover those quite quickly. And then we are looking to boost them and replace them with the positive mindset, the Uh mindset that is going to say that no matter what, I'm going to focus on the things that I do want to experience in, in not just this journey, but also life. Um, And together we work to um, build practices that will support. My goal is to really build practices and, and, support that will are not just for infertility but Mm -hmm. are for pregnancy for motherhood and for life because the same emotions that are in infertility are in any life challenge and so in the coaching I'm really looking in that three months to give you the practices that will really help you for the rest of your life because while infertility is incredibly stressful um and challenging pregnancy brings different challenges motherhood brings different challenges and you know we need to be aware of that uh and really make changes that are going to support you and your future children in their lives so the coaching for me is is a really important program that I work on because I really do feel that if we change if we make huge changes then we cannot but not make huge changes to our children's lives and the way they grow up and that impacts their children and that impacts their children's children and it just goes on Mm -hmm. um so that's what I do that those are the services um those are the way they're two slightly different right um and they have different outcomes and different outlooks but um my my main goal is to support women emotionally um so that they can feel more emotionally strong yeah but not in a deny your feelings kind of way in a more (laughs) I can I can actually manage and control my feelings so Mm -hmm. that no matter what happens in life I know I've got this. Perfect. And some people might want to reach out to you and live here in Nigeria or other places. Are you able to assist them regardless of where they live or? Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, I've got at the moment, I've got people around the UK um, and in Ireland. Um, I've been in the past had clients in the in the US. Okay. As long as we can work out the time zone, yeah, I'm. <laughs> it's fine, um, and I know the time zone isn't that much different in um, Nigeria. But yeah, my thing is especially 
that with the internet and zoom and things like that we there's no limits to who i can help where they are as long as the time zone's okay (laughs) (laughs) okay and with all your coaching is it all uh one-to-one or are there some that can be group uh, no it's all one it's all one-to-one um i haven't group is on my mind um but i think with infertility it can be quite a personal thing yes and so at the moment um it's one-to-one yeah i think that probably makes sense but i just figure that some people might just want to ask anyway yes of course it's a good question and i yeah are going through it together and we want to do it together or something so it's just interesting yeah (laughs) yeah and having gone through your journey what would you tell your younger self younger self before being married you know it's mm, a good question. Um, I would probably say don't stress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's easier said than done. Um, yeah. So what I would say to her is that when, it, when something means a lot to us, that's when we get upset. But it's also the moment to say, to recognize that, mm-hmm. to recognize that it means a lot. And so when something means a lot, we care for it and we nurture it. Um, and stress doesn't nurture anything. It just strangles, yeah. just strangles it. So don't stress isn't a bad thing. It's just literally saying that stress isn't going to be helpful um, in, in that situation. And, I think the biggest message I would say to her is be kind. You were really hard on yourself through that whole period and harder than anyone else could have ever have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you did that to yourself. So I would say always, always be kind to yourself and love yourself um, because this stuff isn't easy. No. No. But yeah, it's great. Love yourself. That's very important. <laughs> Any book that you would recommend for anyone going through infertility? You know, it was interesting. I There's not one book. There's loads of different books out there I know on different parts of, um, you know, like the, the female health and periods and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not read it, but I imagine it's really good because I've listened to her podcast. I can't think of her name now, but um, I think the book is The Fifth Vital Sign. Okay. And it's about periods um, and how it's the, the fifth vital sign of health. Um, so I, I imagine that's a really good book. I think her name's Lisa can't think of her surname okay. I'm sure you can look it up Google, yeah. Um, yeah I've also got a book coming out soon so I think oh, that yeah, would be yeah. great <laughs> <laughs> when is it gonna come out it's gonna be out I'm thinking in the next couple of months okay perfect. we're gonna watch this space it's literally being made into a book as we speak nice. um, and it's about infertility and mindset um, and it's specifically about infertility and you know, managing the emotions and Mm -hmm. doing the mindset work to really help you on the journey. That sounds amazing. We're looking forward to that. Is there going to be an ebook version as well? There is. Perfect. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, ebook. 
yeah. and hard co- and printed copy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Because you know, many times you, you don't want to wait till Amazon sends it all the way here to Nigeria. Ebook is just you know getting your phone. And Straight get away. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There will definitely be an ebook. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And any words, uh, or quote, or words of affirmation that you found useful um, during your journey that you might want to share? Yeah, so the one that really sticks out, and I, it stuck with me for a really long time. You've got to love Instagram. I saw it on Instagram <laughs> as I was scrolling through, and it was just trust the timing of your life. Uh, yes. And that hit me to my core, and I thought, wow, that if, if you trust in the timing of life, then everything happens at the right time yeah. in its right time and it can't be forced it can't be yeah it just has to come when it's ready and that that gave me a whole host of relief yeah yeah and everyone's imagine? life mm-hmm. is different and I yeah. think that was important as well that the timing of my life is going to be different to the timing of yours it's going to be different to the timing of someone else's and that is okay because it's I have to trust in the timing of my life yeah um so I think that's something that should be on a billboard somewhere yeah. <laughs> everywhere <laughs> Everyone. yeah exactly that sounds that sounds really really helpful for sure because you know many times you you wonder why is it taking so long why is it not happening now and I like the fact that you said it cannot be forced so mm-hmm. perhaps if we can learn to train our minds to focus that energy on something else while we wait and of mm. course you do whatever you can in your power to get what you want but then also recognize the timing so that's perfect yeah yeah thank you and as a wrap-up any words of encouragement for anyone or couple dealing with infertility um encouragement is just to I think I will just share what I said to my younger self is just be, be compassionate with yourself. Yeah. Um, be kind to yourself. If you can't love yourself, be kind to yourself at least. Um, this is a really uh, challenging and stressful journey and we can really make it harder for ourselves when mm-hmm. we get down on ourselves and, and say, all that negative talk, self-talk. And so I always say, talk to yourself as you would your best friend. Yes. What would you say to your best friend? All those nice words, right? All those encouraging words. words. (laughs) All that encouraging words. Yeah. Um, But do it for yourself. Just say it to yourself. Like, what would you say if they were having a bad day or Mm -hmm. if they had a failed cycle or they got their period? Like, what would you say? And if you can't say anything, just give yourself that that time and that space um, to really give yourself the compassion to feel what you're feeling. And yeah, you'll be okay. But that negative self-talk has to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, note to self. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Casey. That's really wonderful. That's well said. Um, it's been really amazing having you on the show. We've, uh, I have learned so much. I've, 
you know, I, I know now the importance of um, counseling because again, like most people that look like me, I always think, well, you just have to get on with it. You're not the only one dealing with it. There are other people. If they've done it, then, then I can. And, you know, as opposed to understanding that I can still seek help and I can be strong even while I seek help. So thank yeah. you so much for, um, for letting me know that or teaching me to know that. <laughs> so oh, I'm sure thank many- Thank you, Ola, yeah. for having me. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. So I'm sure many listeners as well uh, have learned a lot from you, and we're looking forward to your book, e- ebook version for Nigeria. <laughs> I'll definitely be checking out your page uh, and see when that's out, and then we can read it and review it. I'm pretty Excellent. excited about it. So thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you on here, and we look forward to having you again in the near future. Oh, thank you so much. I look forward thank to you. it too. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on the Fertility Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Fertility Conversations. If there are any topics you would like to have discussed, please send an email to fertilityconversations at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you again for listening. Take care of yourself and do stay hopeful.